0: Welcome to Entrench, a 21 Pilots podcast. Hello local dreamers, welcome to Entrench. My name is Anna and this is episode 33, the House of Gold music video. Make sure you watch the video beforehand and are ready for an in-depth analysis. I hope you enjoy the podcast today because we have some nice rain in the background And apparently some, like, very large raindrops, as you can probably tell. So enjoy. We will see if it lasts the whole time. I have no idea. And I realize I recently said on one of the last podcasts that I wasn't going to do a late night one again, but I lied. Here we are. (laughs) So we are going to dig in while I was gone. I went to California for the first time, which was amazing. One of my favorite things I did was I visited Amoeba Records in Hollywood, and I've seen some of my favorite bands showcase their favorite music. On like Amoeba Records YouTube channel and those have been like monumental for me with finding music as well so that was that was really special for me and I saw Tony on vinyls and CDs and it was great I wasn't sure if there was like anything else Tony my pilots related in LA I tried googling it and I didn't really find anything so if there is anything, let me know, but I also also don't let me know, because then I might just be really sad that I missed out on something that I could have gone and seen, but here we are. <laughs> I was actually really apprehensive leading up to the trip because I was afraid when I came home, I might get like depressed and really down because the week or two weeks before I left, I was having quite the existential crisis after my wallows concert which was at the end of june wallows is my second favorite band if you don't know them highly recommend they're not christian but they're so good they're indie rock and uh, they just understand me they are also in their mid-20s and they just capture insecurity and coming into adulthood and just going through all the the fears and the comparisons and everything that you go through as you come into your own really well. And I would highly recommend their newest album, Tell Me That It's Over. It is officially my second favorite album of all time. Which I'm realizing as I say this, that my two favorite albums of all time are not Toy Pilots. And now I'm kind of regretting that I said that. <laughs> um, my favorite album if you're curious is Milo Loto" by Coldplay because yeah and so I actually don't own that and so I well, well I do now but I have never owned it since I realized it was my favorite album which was only like a year year and a half ago that I really listened to it in full and was like wait this is actually the best album I've ever heard in my life <laughs> obviously very late to the train but anyway I bought that at Amoeba Records as my souvenir. This music store that means way more to me than any other music store in the world. Why wouldn't I do that? And it was only like, it was less than $10. I don't remember exactly how much it was, but it was really cheap. It was great. I love CDs. I have, wait, yeah, I have Trench and I have Skilt Nicy. And then I have Vessel Vinyl. Darn, I'm already sad the rain's gone. Um, Hopefully it'll come back. Anyway, this is super rambly, but I missed you guys a lot, and I don't like being too repetitive because obviously there just seems to be a trend where life comes up, which is it is what it is. It's not a bad thing. So yeah. I feel like that was a lot of random ramblings, but anyway, yeah, so I was like really apprehensive about coming home from the trip because it was so many things i had waited so long to do, and even just you know just dreams i've collected over the years going to california you know i don't even know how long i've had that dream la la land is one of my favorite movies so i got to see the observatory and wear my la la land yellow dress that i owned so that was its own little more recent dream come true going to amoeba records is a dream come true going to disneyland is a dream come true so many things just being in the la area was a dream come true for the sole fact of the sheer number of musicians who I know live in that area. It was really special. And I wish I had a better word than special, <laughs> but it was really emotional, but it, it didn't hit me how emotional that was until I got home. The fact that I got to be in a space so close to so many people who have played such massive parts in my life. Obviously not Tyler Josh, because they're in Ohio, but so many other people. And non-musicians too. But yeah. I've just never been in a space like that where I am sure, I am certain, that there are a lot of creative and personally inspiring people around in that small of a space. It was wild to consider and coming home has actually been the opposite of what I thought it was and Not entirely, because I still very much want a new job, and I want to go somewhere else with work, but creatively, it was like exactly what I needed to feel inspired again, which is also why I'm back here. Admittedly, I don't know how long I'll be back here, but you are my love for the month of August, because I also am incredibly inspired to write again, so... You know, I have too many interests, <laughs> and that's the part that sucks, is I can't do everything. So how do I pick and choose? How do I, my real question is like, how do I rotate my my different projects? I don't know. Really hard question, because I want to do everything, but especially with my current job, no. There's literally no way I have capacity to do that, and also just like, take care of myself, and do things just for myself, and upkeep relationships and you know there's just there's only so many hours in a week which is also why I'm really inspired to just start creating a lot more again because YOLO. Let's bring YOLO back (laughs) because it really inspires us. Anyway that was a really weird rambly tangent. Pretty random. So here we are together and I hope you enjoy this podcast. I hope you enjoy me and Luke's discussion of it's not migraine. I don't know why I was gonna say migraine. But it's car radio, which by the time you hear it is gonna be a couple months old, <laughs> but the content's still gonna be completely relevant. It's just I feel bad about that, and Luke, sorry. And then the second half of the month, I'm really excited for because it's going to be all my sons' analysis and discussion and you get to see the book nerd in me come out which you haven't seen explicitly before and it's also 21 pounds related and it's also really exciting because i still haven't finished it i've had no time to read lately and i've just been dying to record so reading is just taking a back burner until next week when i'm on vacation but i've only read act one I still have two and three to read. It's not even that long, but I am just, like, so pleasantly surprised because I was like, yeah, I know Tyler, like, probably took some spiritual meaning from Tony and Pilots, but there's probably not that much spiritually in the play as a whole, but there is, and so I'm really excited. I didn't expect there to be as much symbolism as there is. So, it's going to be a really fun discussion, and I hope you're excited. And if you don't know about it, and you're just hearing about it, we're reading All My Sons as bonus episodes, and if you would like to join in, even if you're not a big reader, it's a play. It is the play that Tyler got 21 Pilots from, and it's only like 50 to 70 pages. It's less than 100 pages, and it's a play. So the format is really quick and easy to read. It's taking longer for me because obviously I'm the note taker here, taking all our notes for discussion, but it would be a really quick, easy read for you if you're just reading it to read along with me. So I would highly recommend. I really enjoyed it so far, and that's coming from someone who's read some, a lot of subpar things this year, and some dark things that kind of disturbed me. This is very much a breath of fresh air in comparison, so... But yes, it does also do with death, as you can probably already imagine from Tyler's brief explanation of the band name. So, just know that. I think that's really only the main content warning, at least as far as Act 1. If anyone else has content warnings, please feel free to put them in the Facebook group, or message me on Instagram, and I will post that for people to know about. But anyway... Please join in in if you'd like to, but even if you don't want to, feel free to still tune into the podcasts. I'm probably going to have, yeah, I think I'm going to have two because Act 1 was pretty chonky, so that's going to be its own, I think. And then Acts 2 and 3, I think, are a little shorter than Act 1, so unless I have just like crap tons of notes come 2 and 3, I'm probably going to try to combine those into one, so there will be two. But there's definitely going to be at least two. For the book. I'm really excited for that and I hope you guys are too. It's just fun to dabble in the other. So I am always like, I have two parts of my personality. One is music and one is books <laughs> and usually one doesn't know about the other so it's fun when I can find ways to do crossovers of both of these huge loves of mine. So, let's dig into the House of Gold music video, shall we? This is a quirky one. <laughs> and the coolest thing is it has been a while since I did the lyric analysis. And I haven't re-listened to it or anything. I don't usually do that. But I feel like it's, the video brings a fairly different interpretation from the little bit that I just skimmed my lyric notes. I'm pretty sure a lot of my discussion last time was about more of this strong will and determination from Tyler and the speaker towards the mom um, in terms of caring for her and uh, wanting the world for her and all that kind of thing. Like, I feel like it was generally much more of, yes, you're going to experience pain, I'm going to fight for you and in that way I think it ultimately was a very more like positive analysis but the video analysis is much more negative which I thought was interesting I feel like compared to all the other videos I've analyzed this one is the most like it brings the most different of an interpretation to the song compared to just the lyrics than any of the like they're the most contrasted In the meanings that they bring to the song so far and what we've analyzed which is pretty cool and that also just proves the power of visuals and the power of a music video that's not just like some extra money thing or like marketing thing but it's something that can genuinely when done right bring way more depth and meaning to a song than you could just have with the song on its own And I think that's pretty cool. Whoever invented music videos is a cool person. Shout out to that person if you know who it is. I'd always like a fun fact. Pop it in the Facebook group. So the intro to the song, the sun is coming out on this expansive field and rolling hills and things. And it's chasing the shadows away very hopeful as the ukulele is strumming along and then we get into verse one and we see these tool like flashes of all these like farming tools and they're pretty like jagged and gnarly and then we see these blood stains over them and it's like okay wait what this is getting weird and kind of creepy and then we see the towers cut in half you know really normal really a really normal day and I think this perfectly demonstrates the huge contrast between the tone of the song and the actual words of the song, and how they bring tension to one another in their opposing meanings. I had to make a pun, but the light also shines on the short Cummings because, you know, he's shorter than normal, because he's cut in half. <laughs> and... I don't know, I was just struck by, in light of the sun, beating down on these tragedies. You know, this literal broken person. The light and the objectivity of the light proves that there's just powerlessness to the tragedies that are happening. It emphasizes that the tragedies could not be prevented, that it's just what is you just kind of got the sense that even before the sun rose like there was really nothing that could have been done to prevent what is so I thought I, I thought that was interesting and then he says i will make you queen of everything i'll put you on the map i'll cure you of disease and he says all this while staring at the house of gold um where his mother is but it's kind of just you know it's it's this <laughs> this broken bloody man singing these words to this house and you just like these are these are empty words like i will make you queen of everything boy you're cut in half <laughs> you ain't doing nothing <laughs> like what but like that's what we do that's what we do as humans we're like oh yeah oh you'll be fine you know and like i feel like that is the most poignant when it comes... is that, I don't know if I use that correctly. Probably not. <laughs> but like when it comes to physical tragedy, physical imperfection, I think that's when we are the quickest to be like, oh, you'll be fine. That's going to make it... You know, even if we know someone has a terminal cancer, we're like, it'll be okay. We're going to get through this. You're going to get better. You know, it's always just... We're not going to admit something bad could happen. We're just going to keep acting like only good will come. Such an interesting, I don't know, such an interesting pattern of us as humanity. Like no one's ever going to be like, yeah, I think you're in for it. (laughs) (laughs) No one's going to say that. It's just, it's the human spirit to hope and to have faith that it will get better. And obviously we know eternally, spiritually, literally in that sense, it will. But even still, like we, we just constantly hope that the brokenness of the world won't be as broken as it is. And yet it's as broken as it is. And we can't fix that. and We can't stop that. And we can't prevent the inevitable brokenness of touching our loved ones. And that's why we like to use empty words. Because we don't like that. We don't like not being in control. We don't like being told what is and what isn't. Hence why so much of scripture is so frustrating to so many people. Like most people. Probably everyone is upset by at least one part of scripture. Because it's just completely anti-human nature. Because it is giving up everything you know including your rationale. And we don't like that probably more than anything.
1: We want our rationale
0: to be correct. And I thought it was also sad because he's like singing, I'll cure you of disease. And while this is happening, you see the mom inside the house, my shoulder just cracked, and she's looking out at him at this bloody half of a man. And once again, it's like, you'll cure her of disease i don't think so look at you you know like you can't even take care of yourself and you're claiming that you're gonna take care of your mom which also like relatable (laughs) i'm I'm always like i could not imagine having like i know i'm 25 but i could not imagine having a kid anytime soon because i can still barely take care of myself i don't want to have a child and uh, not be able to take care of it because mom can't even take care of herself. So, you know, gotta, gotta start with the basics before I can do something like that. So then we go into verse 2. Let's say we up and left this town, and here we have the one, the only, Josh Dunn. What a guy. He is also cut in half. Are we surprised? No. And he starts crawling toward the house, and <laughs> he's the best part of this video. He's the comedic relief in this video. He joins in the music by banging on the underside of this truck and (laughs) staring into your soul. I can picture him like re-watching it with Tyler and doing his little giggle. Like I can hear it perfectly. Like that had to have happened. You cannot tell me that didn't happen. (laughs) Which also I'm just full of random side notes today but I didn't know this was uncommon until I asked multiple friends recently. But when I text people, I hear them. When they respond to me, like, when I read text messages, I hear my loved ones. I hear them saying the words that they're texting. You know, some people are like, Oh, I didn't know what tone of voice you were using. and That's not really as much of an issue for me because I literally will, I will hear you. And apparently that's not common. I don't know if it's like an imagination thing or what that's based on but yeah like I will also read a laughing emoji and it'll be their laugh in my head but anyway and so we have this broken bleeding Tyler and then we have this broken bleeding Josh and it's like we are all just broken humans trying to help broken humans once again just emphasizing we are trying so hard to find control that we are in complete denial that we are the blind leading the blind we are all chickens with our heads cut off but in this circumstance one bloody hunk of man trying to help another bloody hunk of man like what are we doing do we we don't realize how ridiculous we look as we are just what is it when you like you can only see certain things. Tunnel vision. We don't realize how silly we look when we are just strapped to tunnel vision. And um, think we can control our loved one's health. Or the outcome of a relationship. Or literally anything. Like that's the saddest part. Is like It doesn't matter how hard we try. We can't control anything. Not even simple things. We can think we are, but, like, ultimately we can't. We can buy into the illusion that we are somehow in control of some things. But we're really not. I'm also in a very, like, actoral, I don't even think that's a word. I'm in a very, like, acting mood tonight. So I'm like, I want to do all the voice impressions. (laughs) Let's see how many voices I can put in this podcast. So excuse me. But I think the one positive aspect of this video is that they are making music out of and in spite of the trials that they're going through and the bodily, the disembodiment that they have been through. (laughs) I don't think I know how to English today. I'm sorry. Then it says dreams are dead and it's very literal because it shows the blood when that is said. Just as Tyler is singing to the house and the mother in the house, looking ridiculous, it's also like even the music and the dreams are being tainted by the death and the sin that is occurring. And when he says he's, you know, maybe I'll, maybe I'll just try to become someone the legs are stumbling around and I thought that was a perfect image for just blindly stumbling towards something you think will fill a void or benefit you and you just know you have no idea what you're actually looking for but you're not looking for the right thing <laughs> in this case like acknowledgement and recognition and I was actually talking to a co-worker today and he was like He was talking about something he, all these things he'd accomplished throughout his work. And it was like, yeah, like no one has acknowledged this or recognized this. And what do you, like, he was like, what do you think? Like, don't, shouldn't I be, you know, acknowledged for this? And I was like, you know, I think everyone feels that way. Like we all, or no, he was like, have you ever done something where you, you haven't felt like you were credited for it or anyone noticed it, and it's like, yeah, I think we, we've all been there. But God asks us to do so many things for him, and he asks us to do them without any recognition, which, again, is completely against our nature, because clearly we all get upset when we do certain things, whether it's for our spouse, or our children, or our co-workers, or our friends, and it goes unnoticed. We're like, what the heck? I just said, did something so nice for you and you didn't thank me or praise me (laughs) and god's like no that's you're not guaranteed that and that's not the goal so maybe stop and then i i don't think this necessarily meant anything uh, but i really liked how during one of the last choruses josh and tyler are playing together and they like look in different directions at the same time I just thought that was really cute but I also think it's kind of like maybe they're like looking up and around them and like avoiding the reality in front of them and so finally they like their heads land back so their vision's straightforward again it's like they're staring straight at reality in the house again so like I said it probably didn't mean anything and I'm sure it doesn't mean anything but you know I always come up with something so I had to and then in the final chorus, the sun goes away, and ultimately reality hits. Everything is kind of stripped down, so nothing can be hidden anymore. Um, which I thought was depicted perfectly by the mom at the end seeing Tyler fall to the ground, that he's despite everything he has said, he is completely helpless. And yeah, I I think that's. I think it is such a powerful note to end on because it's just, we make all these bold claims about all these things, like even our own dreams and goals and aspirations and what we want for our loved ones and what we hope for them and, but nothing is guaranteed and we are so helpless and it's not just for like depression or despair, but we have freedom in Christ because we are helpless and because he uses us in our helplessness and in our weakness but we are just so stubborn and we are so prideful that we will do anything we can to deny that we are weak and to deny that we aren't in control and that we don't know everything and that there's going to be things that we leave earth still not really understanding Um, because his ways are higher than our ways. And we don't like to admit that. Even if we say we know that, I feel like our actions are constantly saying otherwise, that we very much think that we know. We know that God knows more than we do, but we don't really trust that. I think there's also a lot of pride around this desire for strength, because we also fear disappointment. We fear that our weakness and our helplessness will make us end up as just a negative person and a negative identity in the eyes of our loved ones or just in the eyes of anyone. And I, yeah, I'm so empathetic to that because I think it's just really easy to live for men and to... Put approval on a pedestal and to seek out niceness and seek out not getting canceled and what have you but at the end of the day God calls us to embrace weakness not to boast but to speak volumes about his character and his ability in our inability that we have so much strength in knowing that we have to lean on God to be anything, and we have to lean on God to have any sort of knowledge and understanding of truth versus lies. So, I hope you enjoyed this. It was definitely shorter than normal, and, you know, in spite of being a quirky video, I think it still brought value to the song, and... Honestly, I'm just sleepily rambling at this point, so thank you for enjoying this shorter podcast, and I should probably leave it at that, um, because I've already just stumbled over so many things, like Tyler's legs, or were they Josh's legs? I don't know, sorry, I don't know them by (laughs) just their legs. I assumed it was Tyler's because he was singing in that moment and then it flashed over, but who knows, it could be Josh's legs. Let me know whose legs you think it (laughs) worse. I want to hear from you. You can email entrenchpodcast at gmail.com with a written account of your 21 Pilots story or your favorite memories you have related to the band. You can also reach out with an episode request if you want to analyze a song, a music video, or an album wrap up with me. Those are actually really fun. 10 out of 10 recommend. And if you'd like to contribute to the analysis we've already covered, you can join the podcast Facebook group by searching InTrench Podcast Group. You can find InTrench on Podbean, Verbal, Spotify, Apple Music, and Amazon Music. On Instagram, you can find me at entrench underscore pod. I look forward to hearing from you. Tune in next time for Car Radio. Thank you so much for listening, friends. Stay alive and remember, entrench, you're not alone.